Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gimmage, and joining me today for the second time is Mr. Rian Gibson. He's a published SEL children's book author, motivational speaker, and school principal out in the Illinois area. I really had a lot of fun talking to Rian on our first episode, talking about if you don't build strong children, you're going to have to repair broken men. So I'm super excited to talk to him in his first principal role in DeKalb County, again up in Illinois, in his brand new book, The Diz Wiz Series. So without further ado, let me introduce to you Mr. Rian Gibson. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing good, sir. Thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm, look, man, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. It, it's been a good year. It's been a long year. Um, I mean that both from the school perspective and 2020. It's been it's been quite the year. So um, I'm happy, man, you know, but I've, I've enjoyed, you know, getting to connect with you and, and other educators, seeing how we can best support our students in this time. What's it been like for you? You've been an assistant principal for uh, the past couple of years. You, you've got a lot of experience, but this is your first role as a principal and it's in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, interesting is uh, definitely a word that I like to utilize. You know, um, really another word that I would say would just be adapting. You got to adapt to different mm -hmm. circumstances. Um, a lot of changes that are taking place. You got to be able to transition smoothly, you know, and um you know, it's been an interesting year, but it's also been a very knowledgeable year. So I feel like uh, by the end of this school year, I would probably, that could probably count for about two years of experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's what I said too. You know, I'm in a new role this year as well as Dean of Students at our K-12. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And likewise, we, you know, it, it's been an interesting year and, and it's a good year for me from a discipline standpoint and over student behavior because half our kids aren't in school right now. So our referrals and, and discipline should be dropping way, All way time low. <laughs> Absolutely. What have been some of the, um, what would you say would be some of the key highlights uh, or, or key indicators um, for you being successful in transitioning from an assistant principal role at one school to being a principal at a new school? What's kept you sane and, and made the process smooth? Uh, two skills, I would say organization and time management skills. Mm. You know, if you organize and prepare for your day, you know, and um, implement time management, I think you're gonna do well. Um, in addition to that, just, you know, work on building those relationships. You know, this is a stressful time for everyone and have that empathy. You know, and understand that, that, you know, teachers are having to adjust to roles in new situations and hybrid models they've never done before. And uh, that's difficult. Um, implement, you know, very variety of curriculum or even new software programs mm. that they um, That's difficult. And they're all, they're having to juggle these difficult things. So really have that um, empathy to understand that that's a difficult role, you know, yeah. to, to, to put on and do effectively. Um, luckily, I have a great staff who are doing very well. Um, in fact, sometimes I pop into their uh, Google Meets and uh, check out their lessons. It's like they all they all have their own podcasts and their own shows. And, you know, it's real cool to see their personalities just shine bright because um, they love what they do. They're very passionate. So, yeah, um, yeah, those yeah. would be the keys to success. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's very well spoken um, on your end. What was the timeline like for you from the time that maybe last school year ended till you got this new role? And then how did you start to form some of those relationships? Because everything had to be virtual, right? Since you found out about your new role. 
Yeah, I mean, since I since the, the beginning of the school year started, um, I mean, we did meet each other prior to, um, just to you know take off that uh, icebreaker meeting, you know, get to get to see each other, and then uh, after that, you know, just do some um, social distancing activities. We'll all go to the blacktop. Uh, we have uh, every Friday. Well, for our first couple Fridays, um, I want to say in October, we were doing uh, getting to know Principal Gibson. So it'll be like you know a question and answer uh, session. I just got to be completely transparent and honest with them uh, for about a duration of 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, they asked me a wide array of questions. And I think that allows them to get to see me as a human and not just, you know, the principal down there in their office, you know. And, you know, since we do got a social distance, you know, it's very different because you can't do a lot of the team building activities I'm used to. So you got to get very creative and innovative to try some new techniques and strategies to build those relationships because, you know, where, where I'm at, um, teachers come to the building, but the students aren't present. Um, and to, to adhere to social distancing guidelines, you know, we conduct staff meetings and things like that uh, via Google Meets or uh, Zoom or, you know, some format of that nature. Yeah. And, um, so everyone's in the building, but everyone's in their own classroom, uh, but we're all seeing each other on the computer screen. So it's, you know, it's a very unique environment. Um, like I said, I think I'm gonna be a veteran at the end of this year, just taking in and soaking in all the knowledge and experience. I hear that. Yeah, but but one thing I will say um, is that it taught me this whole experience with the pandemic and just new position and transitioning and things like that. You know, it taught me that I had more strength and more power and more, you know, perseverance than I thought uh, previously before. So I think that's, you know, one of the highlights uh, of the pandemic, so to speak, or the school year. Mm-hmm. So, so Rian, man, it sounds like you've taken some really good time being able to, one, adhere to the social distancing guidelines, but also still get to break down some of those barriers that come with having a new school leader over the um, over this summer and, and into the new school year. What experiences in your past as a school counselor, as an assistant principal, did you have that prepared you to take over a school, and especially in a time like we are in right now? Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, just being a school counselor, having that social emotional background um, assisted me with, uh, you know, being able to be empathetic with, with uh, teachers, especially in this time, you know, it's a very difficult role, um, a lot of different transitions, a lot of different um, having to acquire new lot, knowledge and apply it, you know, relatively quickly, um, how to adjust to changes, uh, preparing, you know, for students to return to face to face. You know, it's a real difficult position. So um, I think being a counselor helped me understand that. And I think also being an assistant principal helped me understand the administrative side of things, you know, the evaluative process, the uh, providing professional development, you know, setting goals mm. and objectives, uh, you know, just having a vision for the building and Absolutely. trying to work towards a common goal. So, you know, I think, um, you know, it just uh, became the tapestry of me, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that phrase you used to the tapestry of me. When you think about this year, you mentioned vision, you mentioned goals and even SEL. What kind of focus and emphasis are you putting on this year? What is the vision for this year? What are the goals this year? Because you have a K-5 school, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so how are you prioritizing all that, all the expectations that we have right now in education? I would say, you know, we're pr- pr- prioritizing best we can, you know, like I said, it's very difficult in uh, certain aspects because we're on a uh, partial days. So it's uh, nine to 12. So, you know, the students are getting that core mm. and then from like one to three 30, they're getting that uh, asynchronous learning. Um, mm. 
you know, so it's just been uh, very interesting. We'll just put our uh, student support services in unique positions to provide those services, you know, right. and, uh, and unique um, venues. So it's just been interesting and all, but definitely, you know, social emotional learning is a very important concept, you know, for all uh, individuals. I want to say it's just as important as academics. And I'm fortunate enough to be, you know, a part of a district that um, is very supportive of social emotional learning. And, um, you know, I think they do a great job at uh, making sure that that's taken seriously. I, I couldn't agree with you more. We're, we're now in our second year of implementation using CASEL's school-wide guide, the SEL process. We've got mm -hmm. a evidence-based curriculum, a morning block that we're using for SEL. And I'm, I'm truly starting to see the buy-in with the teachers as well. And I, I heard a teacher yesterday say that it's just as important as, as, as academic learning. And I, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. Where did your introduction to social-emotional learning come from? Uh, to be honest with you, I was uh, got introduced to education as a paraprofessional. So that was an individual assistant. And uh, I was an individual assistant at a therapeutic day school. And um, so, you know, going through that process and seeing, mm. you know, having that experience, you, you know, they place the emphasis on that social emotional learning as well, like teaching life skills, you know, understanding yeah. foundational concepts of relationships, social skills, um, you know, all things of that nature. And it was just, you know, ingrained on me that, hey, this is this is an awesome concept from the beginning, from conception of uh, me entering education. Yeah. And, uh, since then, you know, that's when I went and ascertained my master's in school counseling. And it just got, you know, further mm. embedded in who I was as a person. I don't think I realized that part of your story. As many conversations as we've had, I didn't know that you started as the parapro and that's what introduced you to the SEL and then school counseling. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel? So you mentioned the district has some SEL supports as well. What are you doing in your school this year? Or your, what is your district doing to support SEL in your classrooms and school communities? Yeah, well, of course, you know, we're parents, students with community resources and things of that nature. Um, we're running groups. Our social emotional uh, staff are running groups, touching base, um, having crucial conversations with students, de-escalating, you know, students mm. feeling particular ways. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have uh, a one-to-one -one district. So okay. all of our students have Chromebooks, you know, if they're typing anything concerning, you know, we have a great staff that follows up on those conversations and provides support to those students, you know, because mental health is very important. And like I said, my district do a, a great job at making sure that students' social emotional needs are getting met. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. It, it means so much to me, I think, you know, when, and when you look at the data and the statistics, SEL is just as important in the, the long-term effects of SEL on student growth and development, it, it, it just shows up long-term. So we're at a place now in America, or really, I guess, in education, I should say that SEL has been trending for quite some time. You know, I, I know Castle started in 93. I know um, Dr. Maurice Elias at Rutgers, he started his research in the 70s. And it sounds like, feels like we're just now getting over the hump where I think moving forward in our new educational world, that SEL is going to be critical when it comes to all education from, from this point forward. Most and, more and, and more specifically, where most of the research is in your grade band, in that K through five, there's not much from middle school and high school, or even adults. But seeing that you are in that, 
that hot spot for SEL and social emotional learning. I think it's really cool that you've got your DizWiz book series that's coming out, or is already out, I should say, that's focused on social emotional learning. Can just introduce us to your book, the DizWiz series, what it means to you and how it came about. Okay, okay. Well, the DizWiz series, you know, is a uh, social emotional children's learning book, you know, um, teaching them foundational concepts uh, that are crucial to just life skills. You know, the very first book that I uh, wrote is called DizWiz Speaking Into Existence. And it's all about having that confidence in yourself, believing in yourself, um, positive self-talk, you know, and it's uh, illustrated through two characters, you know, that are based on myself and my son, you know, and, um, you know, I, I wrote the book um, initially to not only put out social emotional learning, but also to increase uh, positive minority representative representation in the mainstream media. Um, and I wanted to see minorities reflected in literature a lot more than what I com uh, currently did. So, you know, collectively, all those things just, you know, morphed into one series. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to not only have a book published, but have another one coming out in December next month. Amen. Amen. I love that so much, man. You, you, you hit on some things that I think that just the idea that the book is focused on you and your son. And yeah. I know that's, you know, that, that, that narrows in on the specifics for y'all. But I think when you can get that specific, when you can basically have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with your son or tell a personal story, that that principle of it balloons out to everybody else. And that's how they can connect with it, with the story and whatnot. How long had you been sitting on some of these ideas that you've got? Because it's an eight book series, right? Yeah, it's an eight book series. You know, it's going to be eight total um, books. And each book, there's a different valuable life lesson that you can utilize to become a better person, more mentally uh, sound mm -hmm. individual. And, um, you know, but uh, how I got the concepts and how long I've been working on it uh, for the speaking into existence. I wrote that about a year ago. Uh, the hardest part was finding an illustrator. Uh, but once I did, and I have a great illustrator now, uh, we just kind of teamed up and, mm. uh, you know, we're providing the people with some outstanding content. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. And um, I think you mentioned to me before that there was, you, you saw that there was a lack there was something that was missing. Was it the representation of people of color in SEL or you just weren't oh. seeing the curriculums that you needed to for that grade band? Well, I mean, really not even just me as an educator, but me as an individual, you know, growing up to adulthood, you know, um, if I read books, you know, you were reading or watch television, you know, it was Superman, Batman, um, Spider-Man, you know, you can see uh, white male role models that are positive and, and leadership roles, um, very pre predominant, you know, throughout TVs, other media and everything like that. Um, so, you know, when I was growing up, I was, I was a reader, you know, um, for some of my life, you know, middle school was, I read a lot and, um, I never, I kept having to read um, books and imagine African-American characters. Mm. And um, that was something that was a little disheartening to me. So when I got older and uh, I met a African-American author who was uh, doing some professional development for our district. And I said, you know what? You know, that was my first time ever meeting an African-American author. Um, that time he gave a PD. And I said, you know what? I think I could do the exact same thing. Wow. That's, that's when the idea got seated. Um, and, but when it germinated and I actually started putting pen to paper, um, that was like maybe 
six months after that. And then okay. you know, the Diz Wiz, you know, started to come into Here he is. There yeah. he is. I, I mean, I think it's amazing. And I know I shared the experience with you with, uh, I got I pulled one of mine out too. Every decision Great counts. Great book, by the way. Thank you. And I appreciate your support there. Um, every decision counts was a way to do, just like what you said, man. I, I felt like it was dropped on me to be able to translate some of these messages, eight lessons that I wish were taught in school. And a lot of them came from life. And as I mentioned to you, came from stories that are involved in the dash podcast some of those early episodes but to see the people that are impacted by the book you know I, my little brother drew the cover my my uh he's 16 now saeed he, he drew the cover so he got to be involved in it every yes. chapter i wrote as a letter to my siblings i've got four brothers and a sister and mm -hmm. some of the kids i work with in school so they're kind of in the book you know and i'm kind of in the book You've got a situation where you have wrote, written stories about you and your son. What kind of impact have you seen that have on him right now? And what do you think about the legacy overall that that's going to have forever? Your son's in a book. However old he is, he's, he's in a book right now. He's immortalized in that way. Yeah, it's actually that's a that's a very good question, you know, actually, um, because um, he was in class and uh, the librarian uh, was visiting uh, his classroom and they uh, she actually told him like you know hey Rian you know we're gonna be um, putting you in the book and uh, I'm not putting you in the book but reading your dad's book and um, you know he called me all excited about it you know and that was just it was an unexplainable feeling because you know I was just thinking about influencing others I wasn't really thinking about mm. the impact it would have you know on my son I just thought that you know we'd be outstanding characters just because you know I I love him. That's like my right hand man right there, you know, and um, yeah. great relationships. So I just wanted to, you know, um, embody that. And plus, I think that needs to be promoted in mainstream media that you know, African-American men can be outstanding fathers. We can raise outstanding young men to adhere, you know, and reach to the, you know, their maximum potential, you know, but adhere to laws because a lot of times you, you see African-Americans in the media. It's not for a positive reason. Mm -hmm. It's very important, you know, so. It's, it's a multifaceted concept uh, why he's in a book, but, you know, um, he's definitely feeling like he's fortunate and yeah. blessed, really, you know, I have to say blessed for sure. I love that. I'm, you know, I'm, my wife is pregnant now. She's due at the end of January. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you very much, man. I know you asked me off air if I plan on writing any more. Um, I, I think I got to write something for my son now, you know, yeah. <laughs> have something involved. Right, set the bar for him, you know, and be involved there. So, so Rian, what kind of reception have you gotten from DizWiz so far? Um, and, and where can the people find DizWiz? Mm -hmm. um, well, to answer your first question, the perception I got has just been outstanding pouring of support and love. I mean, it's really been amazing to me. Um, like right now, it's on, or you can also find it on Amazon.com. And right now it's there. Um, and it has all five stars, you know, all reviews are five stars. It's like eight reviews. Wow. Um, you know, I was just randomly doing something one day and I searched eBay and I seen Diz Wiz on there. Somebody was in Australia selling it for more than what I was selling it for. So it's wow. just, you know, it's just interesting to see that. And plus, you know, I've just had people reach out to me like, hey, that's that's a really awesome book. You know, um, I can't count the amount of social media messages I got. Um, as soon as today, because, you know, I'm still doing new things. Mm -hmm. and, um, 
it's just been outstanding, you know, to be honest with you. Um, but they can find the book available on all venues, you know, Barnes and Noble, Walmart.com, uh, uh, Amazon.com, you know, wherever books are sold, you know, you can type in Diz Wiz and get you a copy. If they're still in stock, because you've been yeah. selling out at a, at a few locations. So you, yeah. you definitely got to Target. We sold out at Target um, and uh, we sold out at Amazon a couple times as well. But they uh, you know, got more. So that's been an awesome experience as well, especially as a first time published author um, to just even, you know, see the word sold out under your, your words. Mm. Uh, awesome feeling within itself. And uh, that's really what inspired me to just keep going. You know, like that's why. Um, we just recently created a promotional video for uh, the next book that's coming out December 16th, 2020, called Diz Hungry Charlie. And, you know, the first book is about believing in yourself, you know, so that's intrinsic. And now we're going to get, you know, external and talk about mm -hmm. you know, building relationships and making connections with others, you know. So, like I said, this series continues to build on each other. And like I said, these are all life skills and concepts that uh, we need to be outstanding individuals. Yeah. Yep, amazing. And it, it is going to be great. I can't wait to read it. I'm going to go get my copy where it's not sold out at and, um, <laughs> December 16th, get the, the next new book as well. What's my last question for you? What's been the biggest surprise along along the journey of creating and cultivating your first book? The biggest surprise was the amount of support I received in the expand, uh, I guess, mm. the, the distance that my book went. Like, I think mm. I got a copy of, uh, you know, cause you get a copy, sometimes you can look up the sales of where they were, where they sold at. And it was like Australia. Wow. I believe there was another one in uh, London, Greenland. Like, and I'm like, man, I've never been to these places. Mm. They a name before I ever, you know, wow. touched the ground. And I just thought that that was just wow. so outstanding. And I, you know, it's like I said, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. Um, you know, I, I really couldn't even describe it. There was one time where I just had to sit down in my couch and just thank God for a period of time. Just say, you know, I'm so humbled and thankful and grateful for everything I'm able to see, especially at such a young yeah. age, to be able to transition from uh, counselor to assistant principal to principal so um, swiftly um, and so efficiently. And um, mm -hmm. to also be able to write a, a book that helps other African-American kids and also puts a positive um, image of minorities and represents my son in an outstanding way. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, makes him feel impressed when he hears about it. You know, um, it's just a, it's just a blessed position to be in and I don't take it lightly. Uh, I'm very, my mom used to always say, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown uh, to whom much is given, much is required. And I still take that concept and that foundation to this day. And it's just work hard. Don't take anything for granted. Be grateful mm. and show love. Mm. I love that. I love that. I love that, man. Thank you so much for sharing, Rian. You let us know where we can get it. Amazon, Target. Uh, what, where else? What, did I miss some? I uh, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. You know, um, you know, Target sold out, by the way. But uh, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, you could definitely, you should definitely go grab you one. You know, if you got a, a, and it's not just for minorities, it's for all, you know, all all races, all backgrounds, mm -hmm. religious and creed. You know, that's the beauty of social emotional learning. It transcends races and socioeconomic statuses and everything. So you got it. You got it. Hit it on the head, man. Where can the people go to find you, Rayon? 
Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Rion Gibson. Rion is R H E O N Gibson G I B S O N. You can also go to Instagram, the Diz Wiz series underscore after the the Diz and Wiz. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, the Diz Wiz series. There we go. You've got it here, man. Thank you very much, Rion, for your time for your effort and energy in supporting not just your own students as a new school principal, but students around the world, families around the world through the Dizwiz series. Can't wait to get my hands on my copy, read it to my son and uh, tuck him off to bed, you know, learning, learning good things at a young age, man. I appreciate you. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you again for having me. You know, I want to thank the audience. You know, y'all be blessed. It's blessed to be a blessing. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're, you all that are listening right now, if you like this episode, share it with your friends, share it with an educator, go buy this Wiz. And after that, I want you to visit seleducators.com, your one-stop shop for adult social emotional learning activities. We've got six courses available right now. Four of those courses are free and we've got some more coming out soon hyper-focused on the relationships and communication. So we thank you and we will see you next time. This is The Dash.